Welcome to the Mojo Maker for Women in Tech podcast, where you will learn career strategies and techniques to help you break down barriers, make more money, and thrive in your tech life at work and at home. Technology has never been more mission critical to our online stay-at-home world, and you are the key to its success. You'll hear from diverse women in tech as well as experts who share both personal and professional strategies so you can transform your work and your workplace from the inside out. I'm Karen Morstel, former Silicon Valley tech leader and serial CISO for iconic brands like AT&T Wireless, Microsoft, and Russell Investments. I hope you will join me in my mission and message of resilience and transformation to make an inclusive and equitable tech industry. If you find this show helpful, please leave us a like and share it. And don't forget to hurry over to createyourleadingedge.com to join innovative and affordable group coaching for women in tech on your terms. And now on to Mojo Maker for Women in Tech. Welcome to the Mojo Maker for Women in Tech podcast. I'm Karen Morstel. I'll be your host. And this is my show. I'm kicking this off because my goal that I have had since 2016 is to reverse the trend of women leaving tech. Why do I care about that so much? Well, I'll tell you why. My story started back when I had a two-year-old and a four-year-old, and I was a really broke mom. And I had about $13 left in my pocket to last me for two weeks. And I found myself in the produce section at the grocery store, looking at these gorgeous, shiny, juicy apples, really, really wanting to bring some home for my kids and recognizing that at 39 cents a pound, I could not afford to buy those apples. And I had to go to the produce manager and ask him if he had apples on his shelf that he had pulled that I could buy at a discount. Well, the rest of that story, that was a precipitating event for me. And that rest of the story that flowed from there was all based on this decision I made at that point that no matter what it took, I was going to find a way where the rest of my life was not going to be about $13 in my pocket for the next two weeks. And I was going to try to figure out whatever it would take to make that difference. And about that same time as fortune, whatever you call it, fortune, serendipity, divine appointments would have it. I have a hacker brother, Michael, my older brother, who is dear, dear to me. And he was a huge ally to me in that particular time of my life. He came into my home with a TRS-80, as is a Radio Shack, computer, model one. I think it had a serial number of six and it was enormous. Like it had these two massive five and a half inch floppy disk drives and this old, old, old monochrome monitor. The whole thing took up like practically my entire table. And he looked at me and he said, sister, you need to learn to code. Now, up until that point, my experience with computers was largely restricted to taking my undergraduate card deck that I had punched in the computer center 
and to run statistical analysis on the experiments that I was doing in the chemistry department at the University of Washington. And I would take my car carefully punched card deck down to the computer center and turn it in so that they could run a job for me and I could get the results back in a couple of days. So when he brought this personal computer over to my home and said, you need to learn to code, literally, I looked at that keyboard and I was pretty sure if I put my fingers on that keyboard and started typing and did anything wrong, the whole thing was going to go up in flames. Remember, this is like in the 80s, okay? So so don't judge me. I looked at this computer and it sat there for quite a while. And Michael kept calling me like, do you need some help? Like, how can I help you? What do you need from me? How can I make this work for you? And he encouraged me. And with his help and his encouragement, I found out that I was actually really good at writing code and that I liked it a lot. Because for those of you who don't know me, I'll just tell you now, I'm 98% right-brained. That means like all of the creative, visualize, everything like that. That for me, that's my sweet spot. Get me into being linear. Even my language is not linear because I interrupt myself all the time. But get me into a linear thing where I have to think in a linear sort of way. And and that whole symbolic language of mathematics and a lot of other stuff like that is hard for me. So I found programming to be like such a sweet spot because it was, it was actually creative. It was a creative process of writing and creating code to make things happen. And man, I loved it. So I taught myself to program in, at that time, Visual Basic. And there's another programming language called Forth, which I adore because it has a reverse stack kind of way of computing things, which makes total sense to my brain. And I became really good in those programming languages. And as I was in the middle of that, the local university opened up a computer science department and was literally pitching for students. And I thought, oh my gosh, maybe I could do that. And what happened in the course of that was that my heart told me, yes, you know what? You found a way. This is the way you're going to make a difference and you're going to change the circumstances that you find yourself in by finding something that was a good income. And I literally had to go back and deal with the noise in my brain. Because what happened was my heart whisper is telling me this is the way. And my brain starts to says, wait, 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 wait. My brain says, this is not going to work. Let me tell you all the reasons why this is not going to work. Number one, you have two small children. And I thought you wanted to be a good mother. Like going to graduate school to get a computer science degree does not compute with that equation. Number two, you have no money. Let's not forget you are like dead broke. You don't have any funds to make this happen. Going to graduate school is expensive. And number three, let's not forget how you suck at math. (laughs) So while that's all going on in my head, right, I guess for me, it just became that point where I became very, very determined that I was going to do this thing. I applied. And the short story is I did get in. Two years later, I graduated with my master's degree in computer science. About 10 years after that, I was the CEO of a Silicon Valley startup. And I went on to become the chief information security officer for some iconic companies like AT&T Wireless, Microsoft, and Russell Investments. So yeah, for me, that was a 
a career decision that really made a lot of sense. But here's the deal. I went from, you know, my graduate school program and I went into being an analyst. My first job was an analyst, data analyst at the Boeing company in the security department. And I was very often, I call it the only and lonely, thanks to my friend Elaine Marino, who turned me onto that term, but the only and lonely, I would be often the only woman in the room in any kind of a meeting at the Boeing company. There were other women, but there were very few other women. So for example, when I was in the research and technology organization, organization of maybe 350 people, there were probably five women who were technologists and researchers who were in that organization. And as I became more familiar with the barriers that were there for advancement back in the days when we didn't have EEO yet, and we really didn't have things like family medical leave, you saw women being penalized. And what I observed was women who were with me at the bottom of the pay scale, not actually having the same levels of opportunity that our peers did who were men. So here's the other thing I learned that I'm kind of a scrapper. And so one of the things, you know, in order to get through graduate school with two small kids and to get my first job and, you know, all of that, I really have to kind of like scrap for that. And that scrapper attitude and scrapper approach to things, once I got into an organization where I really needed to find out how I was going to work with other people and have influence to get things done through other people and and make an impact in the way that I wanted to, I was going to have to change the way that I was approaching my relationships at work, my relationships with other people, and dealing with some of these barriers that I was encountering. So I started paying attention to every single professional development resource I could find. So whether it was, you know, Stephen Covey, Seven Habits of Highly Successful People, Principle-Centered Leadership, on and on and on. You know, I read books like crazy because books became my teaching source. And over the course of decades, I learned a lot of stuff. And I came to appreciate a number of things that were not necessarily related to my technical background, but were related everything about, they were everything about how I was going to deal with other people. And that's what I want really to kind of share with you in this podcast, that I want to create a place where you can come on a regular basis and listen to the show. We're planning about a 30-minute segment that it's going to cover a variety of things, all of which are going to be helpful to you. So you're going to hear from people on the show who are technologists, but you're also going to hear from people who are former medics, now consultants, or who are financial advisors, or who are golf pros, some really incredible people that are in my broader wheelhouse. I want to bring all of those guests to you so you can hear from them firsthand in this conversation about the things that can really, really make a difference and help you create the kind of tech life that you want. That includes balance. That includes contribution, right? It includes making an impact. It includes being fairly compensated and having the kind of visibility and opportunity that will make the difference in your career over the long haul and hopefully keep you with us in the tech community. So that's what our show is all about. 
We're going to be talking about things like Brotopia. We're going to be talking about the things that are like how to know yourself, how to have crystal clarity about where you're going and how you can communicate that to other people. We're going to talk about self-development and leadership attributes and leadership skills that are going to make you stand out from the rest. We're going to talk about the things that you can do yourself that will make a difference in your organization. So where there are organizational challenges, how can you overcome those? I've got, we've got some great shows lined up with some tips about that, that will be coming out very soon in the next month. So I want you to be here, be a regular, let us know what you want to hear about. Let us know what's bugging you. Give us feedback and we will bring people here to the show, address as many of these issues as we as we can, share with you the things that are working, celebrate the big wins that are happening, you know, get focus on things that really need to change and that we need to work together to change and create sort of a community here and a impetus for that movement that I call Be an Ally, which is let's go out there and make a difference, but let's make tech a community where all women can find equity, can find opportunity, visibility, fair compensation to make the kind of impact that they want and still have that balance in their life, right? Are you with me on that? So that's basically what the show is shaping up to be. This is just our intro podcast here to let you know what we're all about. We are going to have some really great guests on in the next couple of weeks, and I'm hoping that you'll be here to join us week after week. So get out there, make your mark, be an ally, and I'll talk to you soon. Mm-hmm.